Welcome to the Huge Quickly Podcast, episode 20. That's how you're going to do it? That's Got how it. I do it every time. <laughs> See, I have, I have intro music that we put in later. Oh, that helps. So it makes it a lot. It Am I talking that over the, in, the music yeah, right now? That's completely. That's okay. You can do that. Okay. It's completely fucked at this point. <laughs> well, So this is episode 20. and it's nowhere to go but up, guys. <laughs> this is really a, a, a unique episode for us because for one... Anna, our news, really the, the whole heart and soul of the show, to be honest, is not with us <laughs> today. Uh, so we're going to do what we can, but uh, we have a couple people here with me. Chris. Hi. He is a veteran of the show, as you know, but we also have another guest, Janet Barney. What's Hello. going on? We're- I'm very glad to be here, although now that I know that Anna's the heart and soul of the podcast, I'm... <laughs> a little disappointed I, that i'm here well i'm sorry I, i'll do what i can but it really is true and she's a really yeah. big fan of yours so she's she's seriously bummed well can you will you tell these nice folks that uh you thought that i was going to be here a on your birthday <laughs> and that b anna was going to be here and yeah i'll tell this, the story it all wrong these, I, poor, these poor folks i saw this great list of comedians that are going to be here for bridgetown and i thought of a couple that i wanted to be to get on the show if possible so i emailed janet but i was thinking that this whole this whole festival was going on a week later which happens to be the week of my birthday and a week that anna was going to be here so then i got some positive responses but she's gone she's out of town who else did you ask um we have eliza skinner coming on oh nice eliza's great yeah and um we did. We we almost got a couple others, but it kind of fell through. But we have two. I want to. You can tell me offline so that I can berate them for it not working out. <laughs> that would be great for whatever great. reason they oh, might have. Man, given that you. is a powerful thank yeah. you for. I'm going to do nothing but talk about how much fun I had doing this, and that it was mm-hmm. the best thing, best decision I ever made. Yeah, that they'll listen to you more than they listen to me. And I'm going to go to the bank, withdraw like five hundred dollars, <laughs> wad it up, and wave it at them, and be like, "And they paid me in cash." Yeah, because we do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes a lot guys, of sense. Guys, I'm not getting paid for this. This is I'm volunteering for this because I like good times. <laughs> well, that's really. I hope we can give that. I to was you. worried for a second because I was like, I don't think Danny has any money. Yeah, I'm not to go to the. I don't know if they let you take out 500 bucks. It might be I like two, I actually don't three. think they do. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so that's good for me. I might have I to pull, use multiple credit cards, and then I'll be paying interest. <laughs> I'm, can... I'm going to be paying interest on the bit I did to make you guys seem like badasses. <laughs> but well, you've really you signed a. You should have signed a contract. That's yeah. commitment. I'm invested. Yeah. I kind of want to ask you who isn't doing it on the air. Maybe you can mouth who sure. they are. Uh, that's fine. I I have no reason to mm-hmm. offend these I people. I think really. shame is our only mechanism at this yeah. point. Uh, Matt Kirchin was going to be on. I don't even know him. Okay. Uh, Good riddance. Uh, then. Comedian. Yeah. yeah. He said he he didn't want to do it because it was a home studio. Are you so. lying to me? No. Are you serious? Well, his manager. Who is this Matt Kirchin Matt, character? Matthew, if you're out there, is well, he from L.A.? He, um, he's an English comedian. I think he's he's out of L.A. now. But yeah, he asked me if um. If it was a home studio, I said yes, and I never heard anything back. <laughs> I turned my nose up at him. I Unless, gotta, okay, I got to find and corner Matt Kirshen, introduce myself, and then yell at him. Well, it, and then it was oh, after that that I kind of, I asked you again. I was like, you know, is it cool that it's a home studio? Because like, you know, 12 hours earlier, I'd been rejected, you know, for it being a home totally studio. Totally. Yeah. like, oh my God, yeah. maybe this is weird. That's that all I have is a home studio. I wouldn't even call mine a home studio. What? How much well, money do people normally make? a stretch calling this a home make? studio as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. It's a home. The home part's true. <laughs> that part is very true. Uh, I do live here. But I can't imagine, would he really expect that I would have a, a very small but yet professionally produced in a studio podcast? I don't know. The studio yeah. time is pretty expensive, I yeah. think. So. That's a silly I, question. I don't know. So, 
Um, okay, and then so- N- Natasha Nogaro was going to do it as well. She actually. Now didn't. you wait. Did you just say her name wrong, or did you say someone different? Uh, no, I, I, I uh, there's two people. That oh, I'm really? About. No, Natasha Legero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. I've done um, it. I'll do it again. Because and sometimes I call people by the absolute wrong name. Not even like I call them just someone else's name altogether. <laughs> not not mispronouncing. This was yeah, at least honest at least I was pretty close. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Natasha Legero. Yeah. She. But she didn't actually say no. Yeah. You just didn't it hear just, anything. It, it just kind of didn't end up working out because um I already I was kind of in the middle of getting some getting you um scheduled and figuring yeah. out when we were gonna do it and then she just said I kind of am full anyway. Yeah. Just check me if you have a time later and I just wasn't really gonna work out so. Well, Natasha is, uh, is, is up doing the festival because I asked her if she wanted to come do monologues for theme part and be my podcast guest. So you'll get a chance to meet her. Yeah. And I'll shame her in front of you uh, oh, on no. Sunday. That um, sounds perfect. Natasha <laughs> really is, did Natasha is fantastic, but she's like a delicate orchid. You know, she's, she's, I don't want to say she's high maintenance because she's not, but it's easy for me to imagine her being like, I mean, I don't know where it is, uh, this place is. I don't know who these people are. Right. I mean, that's very Natasha. Like, that's part of who and she I is. And I would not blame her. And even God a love her for it. That. Yeah, God love her for it. Um, whereas I, uh, for some reason, even though I was loved by my parents, am a people pleaser <laughs> and can't say no to anything. So, wow. of all of the people you listed, the most likely to show up is me. Wow. Yeah. Well, could you make us a list, though. perhaps, of all of the people you know like you in that way? The people I will. That would be yeah. great. I yeah. do know. You know, you should have asked Paul Gilmartin. He would have been over here. He'd probably I, be over I here did. making your breakfast. He said no. He was. Are you no. serious? Yeah. Gilmartin said no. He did. He said he, but he said he had a full schedule. He said he was too. He full. is pretty busy. I will say this. He maximizes his own podcasting possibilities here. Like he knocks out yeah. a lot of mental illness happy hour podcasts while he's yeah. here. And that's. What I he haven't said. even seen him yet. We both got here yesterday. Yeah. I mean, and he's but- one of my best friends. So. <laughs> That's yeah, that was everybody I asked. So okay. I think my, my percentage is pretty good. Well, I think good. you have good taste, except for this Matt character, who I'll probably think is hilarious also, but have not met yet. I do think he's really funny. God and... help me if he's done my festival. There's no <laughs> way he's done my festival. I would know. Yeah, that that was that was kind of too bad, but I got, you know, we got two great guests. We I think that we did okay. Yeah, you're going to be fine. Yeah, I, I think so. You're going to be fine. So it's kind of funny, but but you actually were on the first podcast that I really listened to, which is kind of weird because... Was that totally lame? It was totally lame, yeah. yeah. Which is sort I of... Think I don't know, maybe I'm late lame. to the game. I feel like I'm not, but maybe. But that was kind of the first podcast. I, I turned you on totally lame, didn't I? I haven't heard it. I think I did. I Maybe you didn't listen to it. I don't I... think that's out. I can't. I'm the last person who could accuse anyone of being like behind the times because I wasn't listening to podcasts. Yeah. At all, except for Jimmy Pardo's, and I pretty much only listened to the episodes I did. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it was no, kind of embarrassing great. because I was looking for an entourage podcast, which I don't know what kind of analysis I was looking yeah, what? for. Interesting. I think I was just really bored at work or something. Uh-huh. Uh, so you popped up because of that, but you know, it's not but like is there an entourage podcast. No, there's oh, none okay. that, that you popped up because in their little caption, they mentioned that you were on entourage. I, oh. I assume I just clicked on the link and yeah, okay. you guys weren't talking about entourage, but for never, whatever I decided. Never. I've never really so initially disappointed. Yeah. But, I was like, <laughs> what the hell is this? Yeah. I thought this was gonna be, oh my God. How sad if my podcast was solely based on my three episodes of entourage. <laughs> This week, this uh, week I'm going to talk about what craft service was like. Yeah, that would uh, at least you'd be the only Entourage podcast. So you maybe can you ask would get me about sometimes. Entourage. It's a small niche, but the problem but is that I filling. myself don't watch Entourage, so I can't really speak to any 
thing I feel about like it. It has such a bad rap, but yet I've never I seen a single episode. It so much. Tons of people like it. I don't. I didn't watch it. You know what? I didn't not watch it like as some sort of a creative snobbery choice. Right. I just I had auditioned. Sometimes when there are shows that you audition for multiple times, it's just hard not to think about work when you are watching them. Mm. And I had auditioned for the pilot of Entourage. And so, and then they just kept bringing me in year after year to try to find something for me to do. And I bless their hearts. They must have known that I wasn't like a girl that would want to come in and play a role where she'd like take her shirt off and stuff. So, right. um, it was, it was just a while of, of auditioning for that. So I can't real, I guess I'd never really watched the show as entertainment because I, every episode I would have been like, Oh, there's that one thing I auditioned for that I didn't get or like, Oh, I'm really glad <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that because she had to da 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 or whatever. Yeah. So, well, I, I can talk to you about had, uh, who the guys were, like the ones I'd have worked with and stuff. I can yeah. tell you that one of my favorite people was Jeremy Piven. Oh, really? Which doesn't get said a lot. I know. I've heard the exact opposite before. Yeah. Maybe people are just kind of jealous. Are they not I've taking the like time to dick, get to know like Jeremy Piven? I think Piven? it depends. First of all, I didn't shoot with him, but I will tell you because I do feel like I, you hear so many, when you hear bad things about people, you can, you don't know whether or not they're true, but I guess if you consistently hear bad things, they're probably pretty true. But um, but I can but I also sort of feel like you know what, nothing wrong with putting a little positive stuff out there once in a while too. Wow. And if my experience my experience was I met him and we didn't even have scenes together. I met him in the makeup trailer. We were getting our makeup done. I he said something snarky as a joke about something, and I fired something back, and he was like, "Who are you?" And we just started like rapping back and forth. He did not come on to me in any way, shape, or form. We were just like totally palling it up. And we must have hung out in there for like an hour. And then even though he wasn't in the scene that I was doing that day, he went to set and like pulled the direct and like went to set to visit everybody there and like pulled the director aside and in front of me said, she's hilarious. Give her stuff to do. Like let her play, let her improvise. Again, there was nothing easy about it. He was just super cool. And, um, and that was my experience with him there. And then I interviewed him too on HuffPost Live. And again, just like a complete pleasure. So what can I say? Well, that's Noted. good. It's I've always only, nice to hear I've that I've literally are only cool had people. good experiences with Piven. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. It, that character too that you played in Entourage is funny because you were like, you probably didn't have, I don't remember any like comedic aspect to that at all, right? It was not really. They were very stern, yeah. if I remember right. There was something, there was a, there was a scene, there was actually a scene that we shot for a different episode that didn't actually make it in. So it would have been, I guess, four episodes. Unless it was an extra scene in an episode that did air. I can't remember. But, um, but there was, there was something where I was like talking to them in my car where it started to get kind of funny because just ta- like having a, having a like bossy showbiz conversation in a car is always, yeah. I don't know why. But mm. I remember thinking like, oh, that'll be fun. Never made it in. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Typical. I remember being kind of embarrassed that I found this cool kind of medium and I don't know, turned me on to other stuff. But then I'd always sort of embarrassed like, and I was looking for this stupid entourage. <laughs> it's a great story like, though. It's great. It's like, I'm it's glad not... that you found Totally Lame. Yeah. Yo, I love Totally Lame. I love Elizabeth. She, I, I did that podcast with her and then she became one of my dearest friends. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Met. I mean, I, me and Anna joke about this. I feel like, well, she she probably still listens to it more than i do even though i do like it and catch it every once in a while but it's like I f- we feel like we know them it's like yeah. we listen to both of those you do i think you do know them basically yeah. i mean more than like some of our acquaintances like i that's know where it's weird right that's it, it where it's is. weird where it you is. start to feel like you know someone you don't know better than someone you do 
And I think I have that experience too with my podcast is just realizing like, oh, it's so one-sided and I don't mean it. You don't mean it to be. If you're doing what I do, you probably love people or you love the listener. And, um, and I don't mean it to be, but sometimes when I meet people, um, like at a show, at a live show or something, you know, I've sort of come off stage and I've just done the show. So I'm like, my brain is spinning. I'm like probably really adrenalized or whatever. And I'm thinking about whatever the next thing is that I have to do. And then I meet someone and to them, they've got like the whole backstory of everything that took us up to the moment behind, you know, after the show. And they're like, Janet, you know, like, and, and I feel my worst fear is that I'm going to be like, yeah, hi. And like that I won't be the person that you want me to be based on like how much time we've spent together, even though I don't know anything about that person. I know because so much personal stuff ends up coming out in those type of podcasts, especially someone like yours. I mean, it's very personal information. So yeah, it's cool. I mean, I don't know. It's just a cool medium for that. But entourage, you can't get much out of that, really. It's just a lot of. (laughs) I'm excited to tell the story in six months about how we all became best friends. You I know, know. Just this yeah. random I'm not going to lie to you. I am seriously having a great time. I'm so glad. She wouldn't lie. Because no, because when I first got here, oh, you no. just what weren't, you, you just say? didn't pull your punches. No, because you didn't just, you just didn't pull your punches. Like you weren't afraid to sort of be fake mean and stuff with me, like to me. <laughs> and that yeah. goes a long yeah. way for me because that's not deferential. That's like, clearly you feel that we're peers. You're not like, Oh, I should make sure that she has everything. I'm pushing up invisible glasses right now. Right? <laughs> uh, which by the way, for Dan's those of not, us wear. not yeah, watching Dan's the live TV stream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, and you can't, it's not the same because you have real glasses. So yeah, it's not, ner- sure. and your glasses are cool. They're not nerdy, but thank you. Um, no, I think that's, that's good. That's, yeah, um, take that to the bank. it would have been like uncomfortable if you were like, Oh, I just like, and you spilled the water, like, you know what I mean? Can I get you anything? <laughs> oh, there goes the mixer. Yeah. 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 None well, of that happened. You know, We're doing just fine. I'd like to find out fine. more about what that creepy mask is that you live with every day. Oops. Yeah. Well, um, is it frowning? Anna or? made that. It's both, it's both, <laughs> it's both smiling and frowning. It's Anna, yin and yang. Anna, Pl- she will you likes please, her own artwork. So. If you could from now on, and this is just as a favor to me. Okay. Every time you say her name. Okay. If you could follow it up with heart and soul of this podcast. Okay. Ooh. So Anna, already knows heart and soul I mean, of this though. podcast made that mask. Yeah. She did. Heart and soul made that. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if she made anything else around here. <laughs> he shortened it already. He yeah. shortened it to the title of a fine, fine Huey Lewis. It's song. really kind of a weird little <laughs> mishmash of artwork on this back wall. Here. I like it. Yeah. Have, uh, have, the, have the view, have the viewers, have the listeners ever, uh, seen a visual representation of this wall? Well, they always see that painting. We always do our little pictures at the end of the episodes in okay. front of that. That's a, an artist that we're friends with that mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Oh, it's great. But they have never seen uh, uh heart and soul's artwork at all <laughs> heart and soul did a mask that's a is, picture is... of her back there too <laughs> okay as long as the mask wasn't modeled after wait where's the picture of her the uh, horse on the horse oh she's i can't riding, see she's riding a horse i can only there. see a shadowy figure she on the is horse. a cowgirl is that an appropriate yeah she is a cowgirl designation yeah yeah we're oh, from like a, a pretty small town in washington oh. um, where central washington university is and okay yeah so she oh see she C W U Nice you work. Got it. You nailed You're it. Accepted. <laughs> got it. C W U is really clunky to sometimes say. The, a little bit. Sometimes the cool kids say C Woo. Oh, they don't. They don't just say like C Dubs. Mm, I no. never did say that. Well, they Dub will is now. so it's so synonymous. For, oh, like U Dub. Yeah, U Dub. Yeah, yeah. And they C-W-U. hate everything C-W-U. about U Dub. Oh, so they don't want Dub in there. Generally, at all. I get it. Dub. So what do they say? C U C Woo. 
Ooh. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not Siwoo. the best. Smart. See, you have good taste. Siwoo. Instantly, yeah, you're, Siwoo you're not going to have that. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. It's a good school. Right? <laughs> Jesus. See, he's not pulling any punches, guys. Yeah. yeah. They had some um, good econ small professors town in Washington. Yeah, Great. so she actually did rodeo. She went down to Texas. How cool is that? Now I'm even yeah. more bitter that she's not here. Yeah, she could have had uh, lots of roping stories to tell, but um, although I'm not liking that look. Oh, no, that's still me being disappointed. I would have oh, been okay. happy to hear. Okay. I, because because I'm from Tucson, Arizona, and we had rodeo vacation in February. Rodeo Every vacation. February. I don't know if they still do it, but in February at school... I just took it for granted. Like, I think I thought everyone had it. Um, we had rodeo vacation. <laughs> it's called rodeo vacation and it's in late February. And I, I, certainly no one I knew was actually going to a rodeo, but evidently there's a rodeo. There's just a enough, big important enough there. that you get a day off of school because of it. Wow. That's pretty but cool. I've never, I'm not a horse. I'm not a, like a horse. I love horses, but I've not even been on a horse since I was little because it, they're terrifying. It didn't yeah. quite throw me, but it almost did. Yeah, I went You're to... You're terrified um, by them? Yeah. They're just, you know, they're massive and they do what they want. Yeah, they so really do do what they cute. want. Yeah. Oh, they're... Yeah, yeah they do do what they they're want. They're magnificent. When I was a kid, I had a friend, Chance. He lived on a big ranch. He ate his... They still have it. It's like a thousand acres. And I'd get to go over there sometimes and we'd like ride horses around with like BB guns. And Ugh. it for At the time, I felt like I was a cowboy on the frontier. I bet. Like, you were That's pretty really exciting. I know. He had four wheelers in the winter. He had snowmobiles and we'd just Chance. like, you go wherever we wanted. It was, it was a was paradise he a spoiled for me. Brat? No, I mean, he, he was a he, good guy? his dad was a real farm worker. I mean, like it was mm-hmm. like they worked sun up to sundown. He was just like a, he was they a grown up. Land. Yeah. So I would call him. They really would. And I would call him. Uh, just like Friday, be like, can I please come over tomorrow? <laughs> like, I want to spend all day at your house. And he's just like, I don't know. Can okay. I please come over and use you tomorrow? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I actually was on a horse and we, we, what is that called? We corralled the, the cattle. I mean, like we were like, wow, on a huge. You can field. say you corralled the doggies. The, doggies. Yeah. We corralled the doggies all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really fun. Did it's, it feel it's, good it's, to say that? Yeah, did. yeah, that's. I that's still, totally I'd go out there it. tomorrow if you would like. I would me. go out oh, there. I God. love what I'm hearing. Can we call yeah. him up. We, let's do it. It's Live call. <laughs> He's like, oh We're my God, you again? Chance. I thought I. Rejected I told you, you last weekend. Ago. This isn't happening anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Guy, God, get on with your life. Best. Yeah. So uh, you have a sketch comedy going on tomorrow, right? Is it? Is it? Is that what that is? That, it's improv, so it's not it's not pre planned. Okay. I would call a sketch like pre written okay. and rehearsed. Okay. And improv is for lazy people uh. who don't want to rehearse and don't feel like writing. And so but you know just show funny. up. Like you know you're funny. Like we you got hope this. so. <laughs> you just you just show up and really hope for the best. And so, then if it doesn't go well, you blame it on everybody else. Yeah, oh. there's always somebody to blame it sure. on. Yeah. Perfect. So is this a group that you're in? See, I wasn't quite sure from what I could read about it. Theme park, is that that's a mm-hmm. group and you guys travel you guys do this shame um, show in other towns? And- yeah. It, it's basically it's basically like a yeah, it's sort of a show that only exists for festivals because everybody in LA is so busy that we don't just throw shows together in LA. Um it's like it's like that it's like because we all like to travel and we love each other it's an excuse to be invited to other places and do shows. Um, having said that, some of the members are very busy right now because they've just had children. 
So like, for example, Simon Helberg, who's on Big Bang Theory, isn't here this time because actually he might be shooting a movie. And then Danny Pudi, who has twins, just doesn't travel as much unless he's shooting a movie. Um, So no Danny, no Simon. Um, We have Oscar Nunez, who is on The Office. as His name's Oscar, also on The Office. Uh, Michael Hitchcock, who's like in basically every Christopher Guest movie um and a bunch of other stuff ian brennan who's the creator of glee um wow. which i've not done with i've not done improv with ian before so we're always like cobbling together weird are you a gleek i'm not a gleek you know what i've never seen it yeah whoa because wow. i auditioned for it no so it reminds me of work <laughs> assholes um that's really okay that can be kind of limiting right wow. <laughs> in that oh, so you're like, oh it certainly can yeah i'll be clear i hardly watch any comedies at all yeah. i yeah. pretty much just watch bbc shows and dramas because those are things that i don't go out for perfect i'm not the, i'm not many people are not like me <laughs> many people comfortably live in los angeles and audition for shows like community and also watch them and enjoy them I don't know what's wrong with me that I that I'm just sort of like oh that reminds me of my job I want to check out when I watch television. Oh, I, so you must be a big Doctor Who fan. Mm, I don't want to make anyone angry. <laughs> oh no, I've not watched this season yet. Um, I kind of took a break during last season. I just didn't get as. You won't tell anyone. I wasn't it's as okay. interested in what was going on. I really, I mean, Matt Smith is a doll. He's wonderful. Karen Gillan, huge. I think she's so funny and wonderful. It's not that. Um, we got to find someone whose fault it is, though. Here's who I'll blame. (laughs) I'll blame whoever does the sound mixing because, wow, because my, my problem with the show is very specific. The music bed that plays during almost all of the show is so distracting and loud to me. I don't know if it's still like this, but it was when I kind of was like, I think I might need to take a break. It almost made me feel like, I don't know how to put this and have it make sense, but it almost made me feel like I was at like universal studios on doctor who the ride. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you go to Disneyland and you ride Indiana Jones and like the music is playing so loud and it's just like an amusement park thing. That's what it reminds me of now. And maybe it was like that all the while, but I don't remember like during the David Tennant years, I don't remember being like, turn it down. I can't even hear what they're saying. It's so like, like everything. Yeah. I don't know. I'm surprised how well I understood what you said because you made it sound like it was going to be confusing in that. Oh, good. I'm glad that it wasn't because I didn't know if that would make sense or not. Sometimes I feel like that about life. Like I'm at work, the movie or the ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's perfect. That could be awfully distracting. It was, it's just gotten to be a little bit too much. It feels maybe more like it's geared towards a younger and younger audience in that way yeah. that it's like no one's gonna like the kids aren't gonna pay attention unless we keep <laughs> yeah. this happen like this energy and i like the sort of you know i even i mean i love the chris uh the eccleston stuff but i wasn't ever like a huge like really early you know 70s 60s 70s bbc um doctor who vian yeah i've seen it but i i have to admit i don't get why there's the big such passionate fans quite and maybe Whoever would be mad at you would be mad at me for saying that too, I guess. But I know some people that are so big into it. They just can't get enough of it. I know. I I have dear friends who go to the conventions and I was at this, um, 
wonderful uh, convention called Anime Matsuri um, last month in Houston. And I did a Quora panel for this cartoon that I'm on in Nickelodeon. And the loudest, hugest response I got, which I definitely was not anticipating, was like, I just like, as a, I, I just like on a, as a lark when someone said like, if you could have, you know, a character from something else on core or whatever, I don't, whatever, whatever it was, I ended up saying like, I mean, it might be fun to have a visit from the doctor. And it, you would, it was as if, it was as if he walked in behind me when I said it. That was the response. Wow. Like they were so much more excited about me mentioning another show, not my show. Yeah. And not the reason that they were in that room that yeah. it felt like everything after that, that was a conversation about my show was like a disappointment. Wow. Well, that's such an interesting wow. thing, right? Because you have a character on a Nickelodeon show that's animated, or you voice a character, mm -hmm. and you've got a lot of adult, like, nerdy fans. Love it. I'm so lucky. Really. It's interesting, but you've probably got a lot of, like, six-year-old fans, too. That's fantastic. I do. I do. On Twitter, it can get confusing sometimes, <laughs> because I feel the responsibility to those kids oh, of not, like, yeah. you know, going crazy with, like, yeah. like darker stuff. Plus, some of the I people would, on Twitter can barely speak English, and you're like, "Are you six or are you broken?" I know, yeah. and I have, I so I do have some some fans on Twitter who are clearly kids who also tweet like all day long, all the Avatar yeah. people, totally. and it's just a lot of like, <laughs> it's so sweet. And if any of them are listening to this podcast, I love them dearly. That would be fantastic. But it is a lot of like, yeah, it is a lot of like, hey. When's it coming out? Please, please, please follow me. Please, yeah. P L E E E E Z. <laughs> and then, like, you to like an hour them. later, like, are you following me? Are you following me? Oh. Yeah. Whoops. Well, I it must have been so sort cute. of a shock. I mean, that sh with that show just being so successful and then being in in this new this world of the comic cons and those yeah, fans. Is, is that, that all... a world that you've had much to it, do with? It, it wasn't at all. I had never been to a comic con until. Um, until I went to my to the San Diego con was my first con, so I sh I wish that I would have gone to one that was smaller, so I could have like kind yeah. of been prepared. Wow. But um, I was so overwhelmed at that con, and I'm not like a crowd person. I mean, I like oh, yeah. I my friends who went like stuff they described seeing or doing always sounded fun, except that they would always say. And I think it's probably true for a lot of people whose friends go, but they don't go. They like, they tell, they say all the good stuff and then they look at me and shake their head and go, but you wouldn't have liked you it. You would hate it. Yeah. yeah you would <laughs> hate it. You wouldn't want to, you would get, you would get totally <laughs> overwhelmed and hyper stimulated by all the people and da da da. So I was really nervous when I went. And I have to say for good reason, because yeah. it is a sea of people and yeah. it Where takes forever like, just to like shuffle oh, anywhere. And it's, good, it's yeah. rough. It's not really my Where thing. people cosplaying your character. Mm -hmm. Did you like take pictures with 10 of them? I do. Ones? I have lots of pictures. Oh, uh, I, whenever That's I can, I take pictures of people yeah. dressed as Cora. Did you dress as Cora? Ever? No, but I thought about it. But I feel somehow like close. that's not, yeah, yeah, it feels like I'm not supposed to. I don't mean that that's, like it's, no, pe like smart. it's gauche. I just mean like that doesn't feel like, yeah, it feels like that's a, that's a, that's like a fun thing for someone else to do. Yeah. But I feel like someone would be like, you can't, yeah. Did you, you cosplay anyone else? Do no. you have any favorites? No, really I've never, world. I've never done yeah. it. But, um, but at Anime Matsuri, I was fascinated by the very specific, there, that, that brings, that convention brings in a tremendous influx of actual Japanese people totally. because there's a lot of and like so even in 
on Twitter, for example, there are like, there's a whole, when they give you the guide of the festival itself, they're like, these are the hashtags for our Japanese guests. These are the hashtags for Americans, like English speakers. Um, and there's this phenomenon of these very specific flouncy, like schoolgirl dress, not Sailor Moon, because I want to say schoolgirl dresses. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like I'm describing Sailor Moon sure. or like uniforms. That's not what I mean. I mean lacy porcelain doll, like pink lace, pink lace, pink lace, pink lace, roses, <laughs> cherries, like very, very over the top little yeah. girl dresses that flare out, and then like tights, like white tights, and then little Mary Janes. It's very, it's like hypersexual Lolita. It's very specific. Like maybe you'd be carrying a lacy parasol. Totally. It's, I was fascinated by that. And I thought, I, I kind of want to put on something like that. <laughs> You're like, do you feels. have that in like this yeah. size? But I mean, <laughs> these little girls who are wearing them are like, you know, 19 year old, beautiful, tiny little Japanese girls with their long black hair. So I feel like if I put it on, I would look maybe like a dude. Like, I'm afraid I would look like it would like when you take something that's so feminine and put it on a woman that like, you know, women who have who are very, very striking and attractive, but then you put more makeup on them and somehow that makes them look more masculine. Sure. I'm afraid that it would be like that. Well, like the more makeup you put on Tilda Swinton, the more like a dude she looks. <laughs> but like yeah. no makeup, suddenly she's this like striking, beautiful woman. Yeah. So Right. Yeah. She has a very unique look. Her to features her, are very I know. I, I really picked the most specific there. person I possibly could have. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's, she's a hell of a an ice queen or whatever, however you say that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it does seem like there's a lot of of cult, just cultural differences there. I mean, like we actually oh, were just yeah. talking last, maybe a couple of episodes ago, about how there's like these little fads, I guess, that maybe aren't as we make a bigger deal about these Japanese fads, maybe than they really are over there. We were talking about the bagel head thing. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. It's pretty weird. I forgot about the bagel head. But, yeah, I don't know anything for about sure. this. Well, maybe show you a picture. Out. It's a, it's like a saline thing. It, it was probably only popular for like it's a week. So weird. And they, though. and they make their, they puff up their forehead but so it looks like you're kind of like a bagel. Yeah. Even for a week. Yeah. I was at HuffPost Live when that came yeah. out and we were, we couldn't get our, our, our heads wrapped around it at all. And we yeah. couldn't figure out what to say about it. We were like, we got to do a segment on this. What do you say? Like yeah, how, how crazy? Yeah. Did it, you guys see the one where it was like they were, mid punch and they like jump you take a picture oh yeah i mean those little little what do they call those i guess it's going viral really but it's I guess more it's like a, a trend meme. Like, a meme a meme yeah, yeah. Meme. That's okay. yeah i guess it is those meme. are actually cool i actually kind of like that one and then they were doing like the forced choke ones i don't know it's yeah cool. the, i don't, actually very, don't know what you're talking about they now. make it, it look like, like similar. someone just like sent a fireball to someone like they're like in mid motion and they're act, making hmm. it look like they just did that but the person know. like jumps and yeah, they'll be like up in the air, air, so it looks like they're like controlling them with the oh, force. That's yeah, fun. it's uh, hey, I'm nerd nerd stuff. I'm in yeah. it. Yeah. I think it's cooler than like planking. I think that's kind of dumb. Thank sure. you. Sure, sure. Yeah. There's sure. at least some energy, some creative energy put into it. Yeah, of course, I'm sure there's some the the best planker in the world. I'd probably be impressed with. They probably got some really good spots. Well, it's funny how people take stuff like that and run with it, like. It was like a disclaimer because one person <laughs> died, which was, no. they would have like jumped out or fallen out of a building anyway. They actually were planking and fell off a building and died. But like, is that really a danger to a, to a sane person? <laughs> that person <laughs> probably would have found it's like, a way you to, to worry. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids accident. are planking. You yeah. Know? It's like, okay. It's the most Maybe still it's not safe thing. Yeah. yeah. But we were talking about how another one of those fads that apparently is that these Japanese girls are getting their teeth, which are already 
straight, they're getting them like chipped and sort of angled. So it makes them look like they kind of are younger. It ends up looking younger. And it's this interesting little fad that well, people are like. Really? Li- yeah. Yeah. It was. I r- need to look at pictures because what you just described just sounds like a meth addict, not like a yeah, young. Or like a, almost a budding vampire. That's sort of, it makes that, yeah, the teeth look kind of like vampire teeth. It, it is what that sort of looks like. But when mm. you look like before and after, it makes them sort of look like just a sweet little girl instead of a grown woman oh with nice my. teeth. It's a really interesting thing. And, and yeah, it's, is someone, it spawned from like the way like anime characters are drawn I a certain like over. I mean, it does seem like they really have that thing. ideal of very young, sweet. girl like that's like their ideal but but we also have that here yeah we do i guess i yeah it feels like it i think it almost does feel like oh we found a place where it you you should be look even younger (laughs) than here because we have the we have the ideal but we sexualize it to make those little girls look Look like they're in their 30s versus and so everybody's supposed to kind of be in the state of arrested development where everyone is wearing makeup but has no wrinkles but yeah. has like sex is like sexual whereas they the, like, whereas there's like fetishes where they sexualize the things that aren't considered yeah, sexual yeah. here we just have six-year-olds dressing like kesha exactly yeah I Just mean, in a bad. way, I'd, I'd almost rather, I do almost prefer the opposite, <laughs> except that, except that like the older I get, the more in trouble I am because that I'm that much further away from being like in saddle shoes and <laughs> pigtails. Yeah. Well, well, and, and as much as we might kind of make fun of certain fads like that, the, the, the women in America that end up getting all that plastic surgery, oh like all the yeah, real so housewives, rough. like they all look so bad. It's and so it's like, rough. it's like everybody knows but them. It's so I know. interesting. I know it's such a specific addiction. Yeah, and to, they all... to to alter because I do feel I do feel like yeah, there's like and and celebrities too that I've been face to face with. So I've thought, you know, your identity if you're famous and you've been on camera and you're used to seeing yourself in the public eye is so specific and you identify yourself so much with how you look more so than if you're not in the public eye in that way that it feels like even more of a trip when you get work done that alters that and so that like i just i I, almost makes me wonder of like half the time they're just trying to undo what you first did that you thought was a good idea (laughs) but then you look in the mirror and you're like "Uh uh-oh this looks like someone else now yeah because that would really mess with your psyche i think of yeah and it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. And, and can you ever really go identity. back? It's it's like fix it, know. but it's not yeah. really. Although someone then... just told me that Nicole Kidman looks better now. Like she, like whatever, you know, that, that, that maybe all of the lip stuff is like, she's let that fade because it's temporary and that now she looks more like the person that we love to human. think of when the, yeah, when yeah. we think of her. Well, I think that that technology will probably get better. Like, you know, in 30 years, maybe they actually can make you look better. But I kind of feel bad for the women in this generation. In the R&D phase. R&D. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Seriously, somebody like Meg Ryan or something. Like, they looked so good, however, 15 years ago. And now it's just like, oh, man, she got all that terrible work done. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. It's it's weird because I, 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 I do live in that world and I part of me can step out of it and go Ooh. and then the part of me that's in it that is a woman that's getting older i get it i mean i get i get that y- i think that women go well that won't be me i won't look 
Like I'll get the work done, but I, I won't be the victim of not looking like myself yeah. mm-hmm. because some people do do a really nice job with it. Like, I don't know what Sharon, maybe not so much now, but I mean, there are definitely people where it's clear that they can't possibly look that good because they're older and they're allowed yeah. to have wrinkles and stuff and they don't have them and they totally. do look great. So you yeah. have people who somehow have managed to look like themselves, but yeah. great. And people who don't look like themselves at all anymore and like you, you can't go, you surely you don't go in thinking there's a good chance i'm gonna look like someone else. <laughs> i'm gonna roll the dice on this yeah here we go yeah i guess maybe it's a money thing but yeah it's like some people actually yeah. seem do to, to get to get good work done yeah. i don't know but you have I to just think i guess scary. those people the you idea don't notice like, as much you just I mean, know honestly like being covered in bandages and stuff that's Ugh. just scary yeah. And having them like elective break your surgery nose and then reset is. It. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's sorry. not yeah, my it's idea. Terrible. A, also, by the way, it costs a ton of money. Yeah, it definitely so, does. Yeah, not so, my reality. So not you guys aren't you not going to get any work done? No. If I got anything, no. I could, I could definitely get some LASIK. That's about as. Well, that's have you thought about it? Yeah, it's just. I actually got a little consult, and I was like. It was at this point in time, it was like forty five, forty eight hundred dollars or something, and I was like, I just get a new pair of glasses for like four or five hundred dollars mm-hmm. that I really like, and call it a deal. Do you, you don't wear contacts? I have some. I never wear them. Interesting. I wear contacts, and it's, sometimes it's hard for me to wear. I love my glasses, yeah, but um. I don't know. It always, for some reason, every day I think about wearing my glasses. There's always like a reason that I feel like I'm not going to like, oh, it's so sunny. And yeah, I don't have my prescription sunglasses. LASIK and is I'm going to have to switch them back and forth. Her. But I'm afraid yeah. to get LASIK. Sunglasses and I don't think I'm a good candidate. Definitely are why I want LASIK. Yeah. 99% of it. Just want to put some bitch in What sunglasses. about pres- prescription sunglasses? I know. That's what everyone says. <laughs> is it really that simple? It is. I have like no faith in it. It really is. They're going to be like too heavy or they're going to be weird or I'm not going to get the right Well, I will or... say that the, yeah, the prescription sunglasses I have are kind of heavy. Good point. Maybe yeah. you're right about all this. And you don't, <laughs> I'm like, oh, you can just lose sunglasses, right? They're like disposable. No, not prescription ones. You'd be really <laughs> sad about that. But yeah, maybe it's time to go out on a limb with those. Do you have a lot of friends who've gotten LASIK? No, but I do have a couple. What did they say? Because this is what I'm, life I'm going changing. with this. Well, people always say life-changing, but I have to say that every time anybody that I know who has LASIK, it's kind of like the Comic-Con thing where they're like, oh my God, it's life-changing. But you'd hate it. But you are blind for a second. <laughs> you wouldn't like that. Oh my gosh, like yeah. They, all, like the, the, they, they say terrifying. They describe it in a relaxed way, but what they're describing in a relaxed way still sounds yeah. so scary to me that yeah. I just can't, I yeah. can't pull the trigger. Yeah. And oh, I have man. really naturally dry eyes and that's supposed to be bad for getting okay. LASIK. Yeah. Well, if you are considering it, but you're sort of on the fence, I don't think that watching a video of the procedures. <laughs> yep. No, I would agree. Advice. That like, oh that? yeah, I, yeah, I didn't see color for like 30 minutes. It's oh, like, oh, that's yeah. a huge bummer. Yeah. Yeah. My mom did LASIK and it was like, it ended up being fine, but she saw worse for like two weeks or Oof. longer. She was, was really she worried. So, yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, and they, oh God, it's better. always one of those things where they tell you that's sort of a possibility, but you're still going to freak out anyway. Yeah. It's like the people going in. Like, I can't oh, this even won't see happen to me. Even my contacts don't help. I oh, still can't no. see. And we're all like, okay, it's, it's going to be, you know, oh. maybe you're one of those, you know, 10% or something. Oh, God. Now I'm, she's happy with I'm it. I'm enough of a catastrophist that, like, I would, I do assume that 
everything is the worst. That's not a fun word. Immediate. Thank you. Yeah. Not not for the long term necessarily, <laughs> but like I do have an immediate panic reaction to a lot of things. Like yeah. um, I had uh, food poisoning a week ago and um, and I threw up and I guess like this is so disgusting. I don't know why I'm telling this, this because I only tell gross stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I threw, I threw up and I guess like the, it was, I, there wasn't really anything left for me to throw up. And so I guess just the, the force of that caused me to get a bloody nose. <laughs> oh wow. So I threw up and for a second, I of course was like, I'm throwing up blood. I'm dying. Oh, but then I realized yeah. it was coming from my nose. But then, so then I was like calm for a second, but then I went out, out to the, guy that I'm dating, bless his heart, was there while I had food poisoning for like a New York second. And I, and I was, and I, I obviously had cleaned it up, but I was like, I got a bloody nose and, um, I'm kind of freaked out. Like, I don't know if that's normal or not, but I didn't need that on top of everything else. And instead of being like, oh, I'm sure it's not a big deal. He's like, do you want me to take you to the ER? Oh, <laughs> and don't I go, present that. I don't know. Do, Wait, do I? Oh my necessary? God. I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> and I started crying. So, so depleted. Oh, I had no. nothing in my stomach. Like, you know <laughs> no. what I mean? I started crying and I was like, I, I, there's something really wrong with me. There's something really wrong with me. And he was like, oh, I'm going to take you to the hospital. And then I was like, could you just Google bloody nose and throw up and just check first? <laughs> and like the, he Googles it and it's like, oh yeah, it, it says that it's really common Super for common. you to, yeah, for you, yeah. like if you're dry heaving, especially just like it means a capillary burst in your nose and like, you just yeah. have a bloody nose. And I was like, yeah, but you were the one. <laughs> Put who... that in my inception deal with that thing. That's, he did. Yeah, he he did. That and that's all I need is just one. Cool. All I need is one person who doesn't know what they're talking about <laughs> to, to be like, yeah. oh, I don't I think, think that's, that's so good. Yeah. And immediately my panic and anxiety a just that, like. Uh, that's one consistent. second it was a nosebleed and he was dead. Yeah. A week yeah. Later. yeah. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I know we just met and you could be lying to me, but I'm going to die. Uh, yeah. That's all it takes. This is the tiny suggestion. Yeah. Ugh. It's he funny. was just I, looking to comfort you, I think, in the end. Whatever. I, I broke up with him that day. <laughs> I, I didn't oh, at God. all. <laughs> you overreactor. You're out of my life. Oh, man. <laughs> How dare you be concerned for my well-being? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, at least he's looking out for you. He's like, let's suck it up, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, he definitely yeah. wasn't like, can you turn Can you turn it? I'm watching South Park. Like, there was no, yeah. <laughs> he was he was very present to this situation. Wait, you what? That's disgusting. I'm leaving. Yeah. You know? I remember when That's I was a nice. kid, if we got nosebleeds, my parents would have us tip our head back. Ew, and then you're swallowing the all that way blood. And like, we'll just let you yeah, tip your nose back so that the nosebleed math. can continue yeah. in an unessy way it because can, it'll just drain down into your body. It can choke you, too. Yeah. Oh. So, and did I you remember, used to get them a lot? Because I did used to get them a lot as a kid. Why do you get them more as kids? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know why. Our nasal tissue. Kids are bad at everything. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Everything happens to kids, but it's really dry too. We we both grew up in Ellensburg yeah. in the same town. It's dry. And I grew up in Tucson, perhaps drier even. Oh, maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. It's a dry heat. It's very dry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remember being at like my yes. aunt's house or something and it's getting a, a nosebleed. She had us lean forward and I was like, idiot. Like, you know anything? Did she this? give you the old pinch the bridge of your nose routine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pinch, like normal pinch, people instead of forward, knocking your head it back. out. Yeah. yeah. And we're just like, oh my god, I want to. You're go like, home. what if it all? What if it all comes yeah, out? All of it. Pinch, what if it? You know, all of my problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but then it was just gone, and there was none of the none of the choking hazard. None of the. It took me like years. Yeah. You know, but I don't get them anymore. I can't remember the last time I had one. I was very surprised when I got mine. Yeah. I was very surprised. It is funny though that there's like, listen, we don't have to go down this road. 
But it is funny that there are certain types of bleeding, and I will say menstruation is also one of them, right, for women, but that there are certain types of bleeding that we've all come to understand we shouldn't be alarmed about. But really, when you think about it, it's like... It's terrifying. That's blood pouring out of your nose. Like, if that just happened anywhere else, if, like, your ear suddenly started bleeding that much... Eyes. You'd lose it. Then you should go to the ER if you're bleeding. Yeah, exactly. But that's interesting that you... That was your immediate reaction. Why why are we so conditioned? Why was the nose okay? How do we... Yeah, we're just... Why doesn't it just... I don't know. Like, the first... I wish I could remember the very first time I got a bloody nose, because it has to be a learned behavior. Obviously, you don't know that it's okay the first time it happens. An adult has to tell you that it is. I wish I could remember, because I'm sure I was like... (laughs) I'm sure I lost it. Yeah. Yeah, Every child must be like, what? Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that's making you happy. There's no way. Yeah. It seems weird. You can even convince a kid. That's normal. Yeah. Some blood. They're like, I'm sorry. What? They'll believe anything, kids. (laughs) Yeah. They're dumb and fat at everything. (laughs) Kids. I thought you just said they're dumb and fat at everything for a second. No, they're remarkably skinny even. Remarkably. Some of them. Not in America. Not in America. We do have a problem. We do have a problem. We have a problem. It needs addressing. You know what's kind of sad is when a state like Mississippi is like having this huge event, like we are not going to let the federal standards on like, uh, I don't know what it was, something about fat content or something. Right. Like we're not going to oh, follow that. Lord. And they're just, everybody's obese. <laughs> it's yeah, like, okay, if you guys have it together on your own, fine. You know, maybe I you know. don't need these it's restrictions. It's such a hard pro. I don't know what the solution is because it does feel like. We talked about this a lot when I was uh, when I was doing again at HuffPost Life. Well, you guys are really talking about news newsy stuff. Um, we bring it back around. We get real. It's good. It's good. It's making me. Yeah. It's it's kind of making me miss being there because it was like an opportunity to really explore this stuff. But it just it's that it's that going round and round of like how much. I mean, it is the cl- it's a classic liberal versus conservative, or it's a classic like how much of a role does should government play in people's private lives? But exactly. totally. we're so broken in a way that we can't. We're just such a good band-aid country. That's what we understand yeah. is like, yeah. let's fix five symptoms instead of ever trying to get to the root of something. But then if someone said to me, well, Janet, what's your solution? Let's get to the root of this. I'd be like, I your president, don't yeah. know. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah, it's, it's really hard. Go, what are you going to go into every person's house and be like, yeah. are you happy? You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I don't know. Massive culture shift. Some people are happy being obese and it's easy to look at numbers and be like, you know, it just, it's costing us a lot of money in healthcare for obesity is, but can you really take away their Cheetos? I don't know. Also, I'm not the skinniest guy ever. I like eating terrible things. I'd be bummed if they took that away from me. I know. I like eating terrible things too. Yeah. I'm the same exact way. I, I don't, I don't have a solution. I really don't. But I think <laughs> if it's the, but if it's the only, what if everyone just feels, got smarter? Yeah, it feels like, Ooh, it does feel like, <laughs> it does feel like there's no, I guess everyone knows that what they're eating is probably what's making them large. I mean, I guess they do. I guess I worry that I just feel like, you know, with advertising and stuff that you just like, you think McDonald's is what you're supposed to eat. That you're just like, this is the food. This is food. What, what, what? This is what I have. This is, this is what I have to eat. I don't know. Baseline education just missing things. Yeah. Oh yeah. You have Doritos and, and Pepsi after lunch. That's what you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, I do worry about that. I know that like one of my dear friends, Claude Mann, who is the chef on dinner and a movie that I hosted with our, our mutual friend. And by that, I mean, he should be your friend and clearly isn't Paul Gilmartin. Um, (laughs) is he's, yeah, Paul. Oh, my schedule's full. 
Um, what, but, you can't uh, find time for my small podcast you've never heard of? Uh, don't say small. In a home studio. It's a nice size. Um, oh, home studio? Oh, can't do it then. Um, but yeah, he, the, he's, oh, Claude, I was just saying Claude's super active in, um, like school lunch programs for that exact reason because he's just, it's fiercely trying to protect our kids from, you know, the kind of food that's yeah. just like, that's what everyone expects is just to eat yeah. really crappy food. Some things are just bad. I think we love, we love the idea that like, oh, it's fine. It's like Pepsi is just not good for you. Mm. Doritos aren't good for you. Yeah. Well, without what getting too serious about it, I think one thing that makes it complicated too is that it seems like people aren't kind of willing to admit that when you're, when you are relatively poor, you might still be overweight because the the food that you normally have access to is like totally. corner stores and Absolutely. stuff. You're going to eat really yeah. crappy food and it seems like the food it seems like the way that the subsidies are set up are not encouraging the right things yeah know? well that's mm-hmm. a huge that's a that's why i think michelle obama right was really yeah. really pushing for the talking about food deserts and um trying to get the right kinds of produce and stuff into people's homes because and two yeah if you don't if you're if you don't have money and you're in a depressed community and you yourself are emotionally potentially depressed um you don't really feel like cooking a chicken. Even if there's yeah. one right in front of you that someone gives you a raw chicken, you still don't feel like cooking like, what you, what it. You're not like, what a gift. You're this? like, can I, chicken. why don't I, if I could, I can do this right now or I can go get food that's made for me yeah. that is so, so full of carbohydrates and fats and sugars that it's going to temporarily like make me feel satisfied in a way that totally. maybe nothing else in your life does at that point. Whoa. Well, I think it is a good time to bring up that uh, the heart and soul of this podcast is a uh, nutrition. Oh, oh, the HNS. Yes. Great. Uh, she's a nutrition major and she's in the process of trying to get a job that would help out that, that problem. She wants to work with sourcing Anna. Uh, food for school districts. Anna, where are you? <laughs> we need you. <laughs> oh, Anna, I, I wish you were here. We have so much to talk about. Yeah. I know. Instead, I'm stuck with these loves. See, and what, and, loves. Yeah. <laughs> we're sitting there talking about this topic that that you actually know the most about. I know. About. What else? What, what are her other How, favorite things that we can talk about since she's not here? How sad. Oh, uh, man. Did know. you see the rodeo finals? What the hell was that thing <laughs> called that she demanded Our we cowgirl? watch? Uh, she took me to Pendleton Rodeo. That was that Was, was that the Pendleton about. Roundup? Pendleton? Pendleton Roundup, yeah. Where's, That's where is in it? Uh, eastern Oregon. Due East. Hours. It is seriously so much <laughs> fun. East. It's a it's an event out there. It's like kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. It's this huge, huge arena. Uh, and it's just like, it's intense. There's cowboys everywhere, cowgirls everywhere, lots of How whiskey fun. drinking and Coors Light drinking. And it's, it's a, a show. Good time. I'm, sure I'm sure it's things. just like, it's probably not dissimilar to an Arizona rodeo. Probably. Nor an Ellensburg rodeo. Or that's true. Ellensburg rodeo. It's actually a top 10 rodeo in the country. In, in Washington. Have you know. Nation. There's yeah, a top, of course our, there's a top 10. There's yeah. a top 10 for everything. Why would I be surprised yeah. by that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah, things. we we like we went. What's for the number? Fair. One, where are the other ones? Are they spread all through the country, or are most yeah. of them like isolated in certain areas? I mean, I'm sure they're west west coast. Montana's got to have something. I New mean, York come on, gotta. <laughs> New York City. Yeah, the New, New York, York City. <laughs> That's, That's where some of the bus. best oh, salsas wow. made. It's where some oh, of the best radios wow. take place. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's do they still Texas. do? They don't show, show that commercial anymore, do they? Did they it make would. that much it. of an impact? I on think us? that it maybe did. is a decade old at this point. Easily, yeah. <laughs> maybe older than that. Yeah, 
Those were oh, good though, right? Of New course, York I can't. I'm trying City. to remember what the what the brand was. This stuff's my New York City pace. Can you imagine pace picante? Yeah. I'm not putting that on my chips. Yeah, and my, it's, okay, where'd you so, get those so, chips, man? So Why? it's so it's <laughs> yeah, pace. It's pace. That's it's pace. That's right. The, that, that's what the commercials for, pace or that's picante. where it's made. That's that's the one that's made in. Oh, they don't name. They don't. They're not allowed to name what this this also is. That's made somewhere else. Maybe it was a more sporting time in advertising. They they were just pushing theirs, but no, they weren't like. Because I'm just bus. trying to remember. For some reason, yeah. For some reason, I thought that they were like actually showing the brand that was made in yeah. New York City. I can't imagine that it was like it being La like Victoria a generic, or like something. Just salsa label, like that <laughs> yeah. would have been something. <laughs> a salsa label with the Statue of Liberty in the background. Sombrero. Was that that in Texas? <laughs> to be no. honest with you, if you saw, I mean, if I saw a salsa that had a Statue of Liberty on it, I would buy it for the novelty, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're like, You'd be like surprise, surprise. The it's not taste that bad. of liberty. <laughs> And so they can make that really you could, easy. You to could make really go for that, Ben. You could call it like freedom salsa or something. Right? Oh yeah. man, yeah. Freedom. freedom salsa. It's the color freedom of the blood salsa. that our ancestors spilt. That's right. Spilt. Spilt. <laughs> um, yeah, that like and that. catastrophist. I said in spilt. one podcast. Spilt catastrophist. <laughs> nope. So, are you a good? This is totally off the subject. Are you a good flyer? What, you what subjects have we here. stayed on? That's true. That's really um, smart. We've been we, we've been talking about one thing, but now, boom, we're talking about <laughs> something else. Um, am I a good flyer? Uh, Are you forced to travel a lot for your lifestyle? I mean, forced is a strong word. Are you? <laughs> it's not happening at gunpoint. Are you? Do you, you have an option? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I've never been taken somewhere against my will. Do you get <laughs> That's the like, opportunity to travel often? I am. I do get the opportunity airplane? to travel. Are you a frequent flyer. Oh, here's what I'm not like a lot of these standups, you know, I was hanging out a lot um, yesterday with Dana Gould and he's an example of someone who's, you know, been in the business for so long and is a standup where they're really like headlining comedy clubs all across the country. They're constantly traveling. Um, Those are the people that are really flying all the time. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm still in a place where like if I get the opportunity to go somewhere. I get excited to do so. I don't feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I have to fly again, you know, so soon. I just got back. There are, sometimes there's that, but, um, I feel like I've, it's the right amount to almost I could do it more somewhere in that range. Um, because I do feel like, you know, this is the time I'm only going to get older and more crotchety and my back's only going to get worse as I get yeah. older, probably. So mm-hmm. not that I have a terrible back, but. So I do fly a fair amount and I do feel like I'm an okay flyer. I'm questioning that because sometimes I get kind of anxious. Like I don't love turbulence, but I'm pretty good. And I don't get too like fidgety. Like once I'm on, once the plane has taken off and we are flat where it feels, we were cruising altitude. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) where we flattened out. Um, I feel like I kind of relax into it and like, I don't even mind the long flights. Like I don't mind European flights and stuff. I'm not even, but I can't sleep on a plane. Mm. I do too much of the, like the uh, jolting awake as soon as I'm about to fall asleep with some sort of like, something's terribly wrong. Where am I? (laughs) And it's just like, oh, I've, I drifted off. And so I, I hate that feeling so much that I sort of avoid sleeping unless I, unless it's a flight where I have to sleep like a red, uh, a red hour, a red eye. Red hour. Yeah. It's funny. I'm exactly the opposite. It's like, I I swear I've like fallen asleep while we're like on the tarmac. I'm envious of those people. I'm envious of you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
feel like I've already hit the crotchety stage. I, I never worry about like if the plane's going to fall out of the sky, but the, the woman next to me, like yelling dictated texts at, at her phone, like mid flight. I'm crotchety. always, that's annoying. Wow. It's so annoying. Yeah. Uh, I had, I, people, I think human beings are generally, I mean, but here's the thing. The last couple of flights I've taken. And I know that most people don't like to be bothered on a flight. And by the way, if someone immediately <laughs> strikes up a conversation with me, nine times out of 10, I'm thinking to myself, uh oh, I was going to like read this magazine or totally. I was going to read my book or I was going to write or whatever. But, um, I, I met this amazing woman on a flight to Oakland not too long ago that I'm still in touch with. She's a journalist. We totally hit it off. I don't even remember why we started talking. But we started talking in line at Southwest and with Southwest, you can choose your seats. Totally. So we, we got, we hit, we hit it off so well that we started talking in the line to get on the plane. Then we elected to sit together, talk the whole way there, which is like a four, it's only like a 45 minute flight, but, um, kept in touch. I want her to do my podcast. And so that was a lovely experience, but the flight to Portland, which is about two and a half hours, maybe longer from two oh, and a half from, LA. from LA yeah. to about two and a half hours yeah. um gate to gate um it might be three hours gate to gate but uh that's a frequent flyer that's a talk. that's a long G-G. flight it is yeah. G-G-G. uh i don't know if the h&s were here we could wheels ask up. her when people say that yeah wheels they're, like, they're like tweet like wheels up we were barely whatever. wheels up yeah okay. are you flying you the plane the <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic also wheels right. up you're not supposed to have your phone on so you're bragging you're like yeah. not following faa regulations just, uh, just tell me when you get there yeah. thank yeah. you um but this is but i so that's a long flight is my point but it is flying from burbank means that you're signed it's a very convenient flight uh it's a very convenient airport for me um to to go to burbank rather than lax but when you do that oftentimes you're basically committing yourself to a very small plane so it's like one of those with two seats on each side and you it's hard to stand up all the way yeah. um and that's a kind of a long time to be in, a, in, a, in a plane that small no propeller okay. well i mean i'm assuming Ooh. every plane i think might have some sort of propeller but does it isn't even a jet engine still yeah they, it technically um yeah. turbine but uh it's a tad pedantic janet oh many apologies <laughs> some good words um i know fine job i just wanted to say fine that job. Dang it. called it um for some reason that word always reminds me of family guy which is stupid but there's like he says like yep very pedantic because it's like he's obviously stupid and then someone uses that word and he just wants to feel really smart so he starts saying it anyway oh does he say it all i guess that's he what said it through this one episode but he doesn't, doesn't know oh. what it means anyway um yeah i know what it means danny please let but in this case chris does know what it I means but uh listen this is turning into a really long story that did not need to be one but that's the story of every podcast and every episode <laughs> i do on anything love the sound of my own voice um i t- i ended up talking to this guy from the very beginning because i sat down next to him and i was like i hope you're looking forward to me grabbing you when we hit tur- turbulence in on this tiny plane wow. because they do get kind of like that's awfully flirty did he, he take it that way i said it to him oh. and maybe he did initially but um yeah i know i never think that stuff through i always assume in my well, mind you made a friend instantly. in my mind i'm just like a dude and so i don't think like oh someone's uh. gonna look at me and think that i i want something or that i mean something 
<laughs> but I was also like very self-effacing about it. It's not like I was like, I hope you don't mind if I grab you. Okay. You turbulence. That's, no, that's I was good. like, yeah. hey, I hope you don't mind if I like break out into a cold sweat yeah. and grab you inappropriately d- during turbulence. Possibly some vomit. And I'm, possibly no guarantees. vomit. Yeah. No guarantees. And he was like, oh God, it's okay. I totally get it. I hate, uh, I hate small planes. And he was like, in fact, I'm hungover. And so, oh. so I like offered him some gum, whatever. Um, it wasn't like a, it wasn't one of those things where, the person like you neither one of us had the conversation where one of us turned to the other and said hi i'm janet i'm flying to portland because of, what's your story so it wasn't like either of us had the opportunity to be like uh-oh you know yeah, what i mean it nice. wasn't like that it's it was organic. more just like mutual sort of yeah. like commiserating ah. and um and so i think we both felt we didn't expect anything and didn't feel like it was necessary to continue the conversation cut to we touch down. We've not stopped talking the entire flight. I totally, this like wow. guy's super cool. He's like a complete media mogul, like badass, used to work at Universal Music. I mean, just like super cool. Like if I knew more about hip hop or the NBA or, you know, any, honestly, and there's no way to sound racist, but not to sound racist, but like if I was like, like keyed into like African American culture, I probably would have been like freaking out <laughs> because he's like produces everything, everything, does everything. Um, but he was so cool. And I ended up talking to him about Sketchfest and like, I seriously feel like I met my new mentor. Uh, by the way, I've never had one. So my new and only mentor, uh. my new and only mentor is like this totally kick ass guy who was coming up here because he has a sports lifestyle, like, clothing brand like a puma type thing Uh and was meeting with nike because nike wants to do some design some shoe for him or something and uh from two different worlds i seriously am like that guy's a lot to teach me and he's look guys don't get the wrong idea he's very much in a relationship he has a nine-month-old baby i was looking at pictures the entire flight to bathroom you know, <laughs> no mile high. Dude. Cut to the mile high. Club no mile scene. high. There's yeah. nothing Remember, appealing about having airplane. sex in one of those bathrooms to me. Nothing appealing. No curiosity. Yeah. No mystery. None whatsoever. But those bathrooms are terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I can barely fit in there myself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they always smell weird, whether they oh, smell yeah. human or chemical, or that someone just used it well, for this exact every- purpose. Oh. There's everything about those planes. I don't think I've, luckily, I've not been. It seems like everything on those planes was made in like 1970. It's like, it just doesn't seem it's updated. Like, guys, we're yeah. fatter now as yeah, a people. Yeah. Widen, Wake, stuff yeah. widen it up. up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. There's just nothing. I mean, I maybe, it's expensive like, to build a plane. maybe some hanky panky, yeah. like in your seat, like if it's a, like in your, got a blanket sure. or whatever, blanket. like maybe. Although I told a horrible story about that on my Sarah Silverman episode, so. Now it sounds like I have a weird fetish for something like she horrible that happened that to me. People? I think so. Yeah. Well, and you um, might not get anywhere if you're like, hey, you up for some hanky panky? <laughs> <laughs> word they're like, of oh, all the words uh, we've been you using. You were designed in the 1970s. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, you want to stir up some trouble? Ooh. Like, uh, always one of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you're going to get into like the fear of being caught, I don't know. I mean, doesn't that seem at least you're like kind of comfortable and kind of at least you're in your seat? The idea of the bathroom, the bathroom room yeah oh. it's, a, it's a tad obvious too especially uh because everyone knows about that like that idea so yeah. it's not like you're but do you honestly know it. anyone who's actually done it i don't absolutely know. not it's movies absolutely isn't not. it that's, yeah that's basically it well i all know about something that no one does mm-hmm. someone's done it right somebody's done it if it's you if you listeners chat. out there have done it yeah. email in 
Yeah, let us know. <laughs> How'd it go? We gotta get some sort of tally. We gotta, yeah. yeah. If you haven't, you, we need every single listener to check in. Yep. Whether you have or haven't. Yes or no. Or we're mm-hmm. not gonna get accurate numbers. We'll get a little Google spreadsheet going. <laughs> yeah. We'll, uh, I wanna hear about someone that like accidentally stepped in the toilet and had like the blue stuff up to their yeah. calf or something. That'd be awesome. I mean, it's the two movies I can think of with, with where this is depicted. One was Vegas Vacation. And that's exactly what happened. Terrible, yeah. The second is snakes on a plane, Mm -hmm. and they got killed. So yeah, that's O for two in my book. I might need to see that movie again. I only saw it once, but I laughed nonstop. (laughs) It's it's really funny. (laughs) Yeah, really funny. Yeah, I can't believe it exists. Genuinely funny. It seems like it would be hard that it like made it off of somebody's desk. That's important. It's like it's looking good. I definitely like watched. (laughs) It's a human interest story. To Uh add to the. The effect of the movie. I think I downloaded it and watched like a, you know, like a handy cam version of it. Oh, Chris. It's, it's just what? Triple, triply Why? bad. Cause it's just perfectly awful. It's yeah. like the to worst movie. To see it on ever. a hand, in a handy cam? To see it in this, like, and like people are moving by. It's like, I don't know. It just felt appropriate. Also, I was probably <laughs> 12 or something. I was like, this is that awesome. Was, oh. I'm for this. When did that come out? I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't 12. It all runs I together for me now. I was younger than that I am now. That, that CGI was not the best. But was, no, yeah, I can't remember that. I remember boobs; those were real. That was the CGI, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I CGI believed those. it. Whatever and it was, all the snakes were real. It. I can only assume. Yeah, sure. <laughs> They're deadly. Yeah, yeah. That 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 make it through. I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're we're probably about out of time. Yeah, it's been right, it's been guys. awesome, Janet. Been I made myself so very comfortable. Coming. Look at me. I'm like yeah. You can hang out if you want. You <laughs> look like you just need a blanket and I you're, could, you're I out. Could go Don't to get a all blanket I've anywhere done near today her. is ride a bike. That's all I've done. I guess I did sit for a little while and catch up with a friend, but and these new friends of mine because we've all become yeah, best friends. But right. um, the rest of the day time. has only been on a bicycle, and I'm feeling a little tired. Yeah. What uh, What do you have in store tonight? Is it a big? Um, there's a show at 7.30 that I won't make that um, Gil Martin is in and I know that Dana Gould has a show I think at 9 um, is so, there a hub for all this Bridgetown stuff or is um, it just kind of scattered around well the, 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 the bulk of the shows are like I guess on Hawthorne does that helium? seem possible mm-hmm. yeah on helium the bulk of the shows are everybody inhales helium. God damn it. Um, helium comedy club. On oh, helium. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Ma- I Hawthorne. know the Mount Tabor, Tabor to Mount Tabor, I mean, Tabor. the Baghdad. Yeah, Baghdad. Um, yep. Those are the two main ones that I, I, by say main ones, I say, I think those are where my shows are. That doesn't make them <laughs> wow. main. That wow. just means like I only am <laughs> getting that information into my brain. Wow. Um, but there's a lot of like, they do a lot of really fun stuff at this festival. They do like a, Today they did this thing at Ground Control where like there's that you know four hours rules. of free, of free video games to all the comics and stuff, which I so missed good. because I was on a bike because I'm a bike nerd, not a video game nerd. Well, um, gotta pick your poison. In fact, I've done this festival like four times and I've somehow missed it every single time for one reason or another. Mm. But uh, are you avoiding it? I'm really not. Although I'm not very good at most video games. Your new Comic Con influence might be, you know, might be pushing you in that direction. I know I should sure. get to know those like more, more <laughs> that current type. games. Yeah, that those types of people. <laughs> I this is what happens if I go into a place like that. I go straight for like Ms. Pac-Man. I'm so it's perfect. Yeah, That's I don't know really anything they else. Do. Although I played more than my share of Area 51. Oh, I like that. Just get that gun out. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know how that ended up happening, but like I know that and like Super Mario Brothers and Ms. Pac-Man. 
That's it. Because that's the one that's always in like Pizza Hut or... I get... Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. But I don't. We used to go down there to an arcade and play as kids when we were like 10 together. Pizza arcade. Yeah. Video games and pizza. So I've got you down as being um, at 7 o'clock tomorrow at Hawthorne Theater. I think this is going to go out. I'll probably put this out tomorrow morning. So listeners can actually go see Janet tonight when you're listening to this. (laughs) 7 o'clock. 7 Improv. Yep. Then Sunday, Sunday, do we have a show at four? At Mount Tabor at, at Mount four. Tabor. And, and then, then Baghdad at six. Live podcast of her podcast, The JV Club. With Natasha Legero. The correct pronunciation and Karen of the Kilgariff. Word. And that reminds me that I need to get in touch with Karen Kilgariff because I think we need to rehearse something. <laughs> I've heard I a lot totally of, I actually about. haven't heard her, Karen, but I heard a lot of really great things. It sounds like she's just she's, awesome. She's great. I used to be, I actually, I'm just getting to know her, her solo stuff that Greg Barrett produced. Um, haven't seen him since I got here either. Uh, now, but I was a huge fan of Girls Guitar Club, which she was in with, uh, Marilyn Ricegub when they, like, I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago or something like that. Um, really funny. We had them at Sketchfest. So it'll be fun to have her do some stuff. All right. I have a final parting question, if you don't mm. mind. Is some people, some actors, ac- actors, actresses feel like maybe they play a similar role over and over again because that's kind of how they are. I have no idea if that's true or not, but or at least they do a good job of that role. So they get recast in it is, and I might say this name wrong, is Nick Kroll the perfect asshole because he seems to play it all the time uh he is like incredibly nice oh i love that he's See, that's so fun he's, um he's i just love perfect, doing his show yeah. yeah he is the he's so good i what i will say about him is that he is such a great observer of people and of behavior totally that he can parrot stuff back and he is most <laughs> amused and interested in asshole in the asshole yeah okay in, 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 in well, terms was, of like what i've observed right, but yeah. like my one of my favorite things to do is play an asshole like i love playing a mean character and uh and i wish like a that free I got pass to, to just act yeah just a bitch terribly. i just love playing <laughs> that sounds fantastic people who yeah. were just rude and condescending but <laughs> i don't know that like and and i feel that yeah. i'm unfortunately i feel like i'm good enough at it qualified that, like, yeah. i could get typecast okay. but uh but i don't think i'm i mean i don't i'm clearly not that i mean i don't no. think I'm you've that been extremely life. gracious wandering into this situation making us <laughs> feel like a, yeah really pleasure and really enjoy. exist so i had a great time guys yeah thank you well thanks mm-hmm. a lot thanks for letting me hold the microphone instead of having it on the stand you're welcome just just you no one else and, and chris that's it just two out of three <laughs> just yeah. most people on this podcast <laughs> i don't like it yep <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks a lot everybody bye bye